Hello and welcome back to Reality with a Twist. I'm Gunner. I'm Dylan. I'm Ben. And I'm Gabriel. And today we're talking about lost civilizations. Ooh. That's right. So, um, before we, well, we can't really do that. So, uh, <laughs> I wrote this thinking we'd have a Jeremy update, but since Jeremy has recently passed away, uh, not yeah. much is going on in his life. Yeah, so not yeah. much, honestly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, his casket looked really good. Um, yeah, it, I think he got like fifty gifted. Yeah, and I don't know why. I don't know why they did the Among Us theme. I don't think he was that into Among Us, but I mean, the <laughs> casket looks good. I guess. Yeah, I mean, whatever <laughs> needed to get done. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. You know, there was a budget, and yeah. you know. <laughs> and they, but, they just <laughs> maybe they found it used. I don't know. I who knows. Is <laughs> the Among Us casket before? Whatever. <laughs> Anyway, right. so, all right. So since we have our Jeremy update, uh, with Jeremy passed away and uh, laying six feet under in the Among Us casket, let's yeah. get into <laughs> lost civilizations. So, what is a lost civilization? Well, it's just a civilization that's disappeared for well reasons unknown. We may have some ideas, but we may never fully understand what happened to these civilizations. Some of these are actually pretty weird and mysterious and kind of a little scary if you think about it. So viewer discretion is advised. If at any point you feel that the lost cities are too scary and mysterious, please (laughs) pause the podcast, collect yourself, and change your undergarments if necessary. Um, Question question over here. Um, yeah. Is the viewer discretion at the same level as Family Guy? Because my 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 fam- my mom does not let, allow me to watch Family Guy. Uh, let's just say it's going to be ten times scarier <gasps> than Family Guy. Guys, okay, I'm, I'm so- uh, I gotta leave. I gotta leave. <sighs> mom, mom, don't get mad at me, mom. I'm sorry, but this is a one-time thing. I won't. I won't learn anything from it. I, I promise. Are you going to say the f word? Because that's why my mom gets mad at me about Family Guy. Okay, we'll say fart only once. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead and get it out of the way, okay? All right. All right. All right. Fart. Ah! <sighs> okay. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right, let's get into this. So I am um, – I'll make sure – so I'm using a website called Explore the Archive. I, like – had a good collection of, of the information I needed. Um, and, uh, I made sure that it's not like just absolute bull. So, um, it's oh all good. Yeah. So, um, I'll make sure that, uh, we get this posted, um, with the podcast, uh, yes. linked with the podcast and, uh, you guys can check it out for yourself. So, um, our first lost civilization, uh, right now is going to be the Maya. And I think you guys are all pretty, um, pretty familiar with the mayans right yeah i think i've heard of them uh yeah mayan yeah oh cool (laughs) so i think uh whenever we're in school uh we hear uh the inca incans the mayans and the aztecs as our major um latin america uh latin american um um empires i guess so um mayans were very popular and uh they reigned uh along the yucatan uh peninsula 
which is now Mexico, Guatemala, and Belize. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually, one neat thing is the Mayan language can actually still be uh, found spoken today. Um, yeah, I know through some uh, indigenous tribes, and which is pretty cool. And so, um, but anyways, so it was the, the Mayans were just chilling and suddenly there was just this massive decline right before Europeans got there. And then suddenly there were no more Mayans. They were just gone. And so, uh, they just disappeared. Um, there was thought to be like some climate change issues, uh, that caused like, uh, uh, famines, um, um, which it wasn't great. And then, uh, some internal conflict caused there to be some maybe internal disputes, uh, but mm-hmm. these are only just theories. We really yeah. have no idea. And, um, interestingly enough, it wasn't the Europeans that wiped the Mayans out. Um, we actually have no idea why. So wow, how about that? that is All right. So pretty insane. Right. Yep. Our next one is the I don't know how to say this. Nabta, Nabta, N A B T A, Playa. And these guys were um, based south of what is now uh, Cairo. And um, they were there about 9,000 years ago, is what it's telling me here. And uh, they were just like Egyptians. They farmed domesticated animals, uh, like ceramic vessels, were very popular. but they had these stone circles that would be organized very similar to Stonehenge. And um, it was believed that these people once practiced astronomy. Ooh, but uh, this, these people, we have no idea what happened to them, not even the slightest clue. Um, so, yeah, they just disappeared. And we don't know. We actually really don't know a lot about them. So, um, yeah. I'll get on the case. You'll well, get on I'll, the case. I'll, I'll, yeah. You'll go I'll, ask I'll him. work with Gabe. <laughs> yes. I'll yeah. work with Gabe. We'll, we'll find we'll, out by yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll have an answer by next week. Yeah, so just get yep. your history books ready uh, because I already got my plane ticket. Ooh, Ooh nice. Yes. All right. This next one, I don't even know how to spell this one because these letters aren't even in the like, like the English alphabet. Ooh. But I'm going to try. Catalhoyuk. Yeah, that's the best I'm going to give it. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this one's interesting, um, and we're going to talk about Turkey a lot today. Um, and this is the first of the civilizations uh, that um, we're talking about that are based in Turkey. So um, a lot of people consider this one of the very first urban settlements in the world, uh, so, which is this Whoa. ancient city. Uh, and it had some really unusual architecture. It has no streets, and it was like people describe uh, like um, historians described it as like a honeycomb of buildings. Whoa! And they would use the rooftops to travel around, um, and they would climb down ladders to access the inside. So, um, yeah. And then another interesting thing. Um, is that they would have uh they wouldn't have like communal cemeteries much like we have now uh residents just buried uh their dead beneath the floors of their home so 
Um, hmm. That's always interesting. Don't want them to be homesick. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is another one we really don't know much about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's believed that um, residents of the city just kind of uh, spread out naturally um, into other parts of the uh, Turkish region. Um, really don't know, but one thing we can say is for certain is that architecture like this has not been reproduced. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, that is very cool. We sh- we should bring it back, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'm actually curious, um, how long ago um, the Katal Hoyuk, however you pronounce it, was. Because if it's considered one of the very first urban, oh yeah, it's seventy five hundred to sixty four hundred BC. Wow, yeah, I was I was a wee baby back then. Right, I was like five. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Huh. And its phone number? Um, <laughs> why it has a phone number? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm a, we, call him. We could just call him and ask him at 650-725-1999. That's right. <laughs> where, where did you guys go? Well, I, 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 I had a doctor's McDonald's. appointment. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Thonis, Egypt. Oh. Yeah, so you're probably thinking sand and desert when you hear Egypt. I'm thinking sand and desert, personally. Yeah. The phone numbers. But actually, it's underwater. <gasps> like Atlantis. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Thonis, uh, so it was a considered a gateway to Egypt, and now it's just at the bottom of the, med- uh, like, of the, you know, um, of like the Egyptian like civilization, like ancient Egyptian civilization, so not like modern day Egypt. Um, and it sunk, and now it's at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. So um, cool. people often consider it like the Atlantis of the Mediterranean. And um, one weird thing is we don't know how it got to the bottom of the sea. It, it just kind of happened, yeah. But it did find its way. So um, archaeologists to this day are excavating the remains of it um, in the Mediterranean, and we are learning a little bit more and more about Thonis every day. So it's very cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So certainly a weird one as to why it just sunk, but I don't know. Things happen, you know. It sprung a leak. You know. They did do <laughs> a little bit of trolling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this next one is Durinkuyu. 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 Yes, yes, yes. So this one is v- similar to Katalhoyuk, except it's underground. What? Oh. Yep. And it's also located in Turkey because, I don't know, people in Turkey were just wild. Yeah. Um, so it's not the only underground uh, city for some reason. Um, there are more. Um, but it is a one of the most extensive. Um, and this was about 500 to 1,000 uh, uh, like, um, BC. So, um, yeah, but 
it was just a bunch of tunnels and rooms uh, and it they say it went down as, as much as five stories Whoa. and it could ho- it housed about 20,000 people and so um yeah it was cool it was good for like you know hiding away from enemies and stuff like that um but for some reason it was just fully abandoned and we don't know why people left um but it did reopen to the public in 1969 so um yeah they found their way back Hmm. they found their way back yes yeah they're they're not lost anymore it's a found civilization good on them (laughs) so all right this one you guys are definitely going to be familiar with easter island so ah, yeah. yep. the Moai is what brings Easter Island to life and uh, which are just the large stone statues um, with that have like the faces, the faces, yeah, yes. like the, you know, the iconic faces. Yeah. Um, so it was home to what the people known as the Rapa Nui. Um, and it was a really large uh, population. Um, but um, when European explorers um, found the island, um, suddenly the population had declined dramatically. I'm not sure if it had to do with the explorers, um, but I think it. Um, one theory suggests that they overharvested uh, the palm trees and uh which caused a uh, drought and a famine and uh causing a very uh steep decline so um yeah so it's completely abandoned to this day and um one of the unusual things is um the origins and the decline of easter island have we do, really don't know much about it so we just know that there were was a large population of people we don't know how they built these uh, stones, uh, how they moved them around, um, and then um, you know, we only have a theory as to why they dissipated. So, yeah. Wow. Yep. Huh. And it's, mm-hmm. just like, it's just such a tiny island just out there in the Pacific, so it's just like anything could happen. They were so isolated. Um, right. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. It is. It is in fact wild. So, all right. Yeah. So our next one is right here in the United States on the Mississippi River, and this is Cahokia. Have you guys heard of it? I have not. I have not heard of Cahokia. All right. So, um, yeah, so Cahokia was um, just across the Mississippi River uh, from uh, St. Louis, actually, and it was um, at one point the largest known city in North America. Um, and then wow. it said it consisted of almost a hundred earthen mounds, um, some of which can still be visited today. And then uh, there would be the central plaza. And then um, they actually are known to have diverted the flow of the Mississippi River, but some suddenly they just abandoned the city around 1200 AD. Um, and it's actually believed researchers uh, kind of assume that there were two big floods that could have uh, led to its decline. But ultimately, we do not know why one of the largest um, um, Native American cities 
just disappeared. So I pretty strange. Never knew about it. That's insane. I yep. never knew about it. It's I never crazy. did either. It's giving Gary Indiana vibes. <laughs> <laughs> the jobs left. All right. Oh it's funny you mentioned that, Ben, because our next one is actually Gary, Indiana. <laughs> so, <laughs> Where'd everybody go? You know, where, where are all the people in this place? <laughs> yeah. So now uh, there is – have you ever heard of Mesa Verde and I believe it's Arizona? I think I actually have heard yeah. of that. I, yeah. So ring the bell. Yeah, so uh, Mesa Verde was home to the Puebloans, uh, and they did their um, cliff dwellings, um, which can actually be visited today. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Um, they're really cool looking. It's actually now a na- uh, national park, Mesa Verde. Um, so um, the civilization, uh, civil- civilization that was there was the Anasazi, I believe. And, um, yep, just cliff dwellings uh and then they're also sometimes considered the foothill mountains complex um but there is actually no reason for why they just left and we don't even actually know their actual name um so the name anasazi comes from navajo uh, meaning ancient enemies so obviously the anasazi and the navajo were not good pals yeah, so not close yeah so that's um uh, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, the reason I know them is because I visited this park before uh, when I was very, very <gasps> really? young. Really? Yes. Um, as some longtime listeners know, I used to live in Arizona, <laughs> and I think there is, I think we, I think there's one in Arizona and one in Colorado. I, if I remember correctly, I might be remembering incorrectly, but if there is one in both Colorado and Arizona, we went to the Arizona one. If there's only the one in Colorado, I think we went to the Colorado one. Um, but yeah, it was it. Even my very very young uh, self thought it was absolutely insane seeing this up in person. They're just living right out the side of a mountain. It's incredible. Yeah, no. for sure. I got I gotta ask you, Gabe. When you when you were there, did you see any type of civilization in any form? Uh, yeah, yes. Well, oh. pre- previously, yes. What do you mean by previously? The, nobody was living there currently. Um, but but there were like people there, right? Yeah, yeah, there are people there. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 getting onto you, Gunner. Just <laughs> you wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's technically not a lost city or a, uh, a, a, a abandoned city because they're still there. Yeah, we it, know it, where it is. We ha- we know where it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> all right so our next one you may know it's in cambodia it is angkor wat so it is the largest uh religious temple in the world a religious wow. monument in the world and it's like like the entire complex is like 402 acres and stuff or something like that absolutely insane so um Researchers have been able to uh, uh, deduce that the metro- uh, the Angkor Wat was part of a metropolis that oh. was even bigger than like modern day New York, 
Um, wow. And was making it, yeah, right. so it was making it the capital of the Khmer Empire, and it was flourishing. Um, but for some reason, as you guys probably could ultimately uh, conclude, it just disappeared. So uh, one of the more unusual things, uh, there's plenty of reason as to why it disappeared. Um, and uh, there were a lot of factors leading into it. But the one thing we don't know, how big this city actually was. What we now know is only bigger than New York City, but could it have been larger? We don't know. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, it was, hmm. But we just know it was absolutely massive. And then how everything got there, we have no clue. So um, it's pretty pretty crazy. So It kind of yeah. goes to show you that we really learn history from a European perspective. Um, this is this is true. Yeah, because we we wouldn't that we're like these are like a, a lot of these are on uh, um, North or South America, and had history turned out differently, we could be learning very different things. We we could know a lot more about these civilizations. I mean, of course, if they're abandoned, they're abandoned, and nobody knows. But like, I don't know. It's just I, I think it's very interesting how we we just even though it's right beneath our feet you know to say but we just we have no inkling of an idea of what happened to these places very very true so at the end of the day we just gotta blame europe for everything yeah honestly blame blame europe yep <laughs> all right our next one is the most modern one and i'm sure you guys have heard of it and we're gonna spend a little bit more time talking about it Okay. It is the Roanoke colony. Yes! Oh, yes. yes, I've been waiting for this one. Roanoke! Yeah, so, um, yeah, it started with uh, Mr. Sir Walter Raleigh. Raleigh, I don't know. Um, he was trying to find, uh, you know, set up the first, like, permanent uh, English settlement. Um, so, they, uh, the English and Mr. Sir Humphrey Gilbert had, um, Sorry, I got lost in my notes. You're all good. Lost in the sauce. Lost. Anyways, in the sauce. okay. So the uh, so at this point, Humphrey Gilbert had um, briefly claimed uh, Saint John's, Newfoundland, as first English territory, but England was like, "No, we need more." So, um, anyways, Gilbert was lost at sea, and it was up to uh, England to figure out another permanent colony. So, the Roanoke Colony was founded, uh, founded, and uh, it was on Roanoke Island. Um, And then the settlement ultimately failed, and so a second expedition went out and set up another. um, And then that... um, expedition uh, exploration actually became known as the lost colony because suddenly they just disappeared um so uh, i believe how it went was that um somebody had left the colony uh came back and nobody was there everybody was gone disappeared there was absolutely no trace all that we know is roanoke was carved uh, no croatoan was carved on the side of a tree so yeah wow it's really yeah really cryptic we have no idea what it means to this day um so yeah maybe it was just a prank maybe maybe (laughs) yeah 
They just wanted to get it's, the guy. He's like, oh, he left. Like when you're the first to fall asleep at a sleepover, they're like, oh, he left. We gotta get him. We gotta get him. And then they they came up with that little goofy prank. Yeah, but <laughs> just went too far. <laughs> just a little bit. I mean, that's that's honestly like pretty scary because, like, even just for comparison, like, on the weekends. There's nobody on my college campus, and I'm like, ooh, it's mm. kind of weird out here. There's nobody out here. Mm. Just imagine your whole city vanishing, and you're just alone. That's 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 pretty scary. Yeah, it really is. Opinion. Yeah, but in terms of Roanoke, I've you know personally just I find this whole story of Roanoke so interesting, and I you know in my spare time that I once had. I definitely read up a lot about what happened to the Roanoke colony. And I think I do have a... Like, it's obviously, it's nothing to confirm as there is no way to really find out what happened to the colony of Roanoke. But I do think I have a very, very, like, good theory about what may okay. have happened. Yeah. Let's, let's hear it, Dylan. Right. So, obviously, I think the most logical one is that during this time... Um, Native American like inhabitation was still very much present there, where <laughs> and nearby where Roanoke was, and obviously, much like the whole story about the whole pilgrims in general, people are coming to what is now known as the U.S. or America, and they don't really know how to adapt to the land. They don't know how to live there, and you know, obviously with Roanoke, they had to go on a second voyage back home. With some, with like a very few people, just to get the resources to try and actually make a civilization. So, it's it is believed by most people that the people who stayed behind in Roanoke and were you know starving, getting sick, whatever, they were they got the attention, or more so, the Native Americans found out found them, or the Native Americans that were in that area, and they kind of took them in. They took in the people of the Roanoke colony and tried to teach them things about civilized about farming about agriculture that's those are the same things but you get the point they were trying yeah. to make sure to help them adapt to the american land and obviously the one thing that they ever left behind to show that you know they were gonna brb for a minute was a uh, croatoan and the reason why this theory is so well known is because it's apparently going back to some bloodlines with some native families or whatever. They're actually fighting hints of white European blood there that derived okay. from that area of where Roanoke was or where those people were originating from. Obviously, though, this could be anything. You know, these yeah. could be traveling Native Americans that decided to reside in these areas near Roanoke, or it could be many other things. But, you know, it just seems too convenient, but obviously, you know, there is no way to really ever prove this, that sort of thing. So, so the natives, the Native Americans were just very, I guess you're saying they were very accepting and very nice to uh, the, the European settlers. Believe it or not, I, it's what most people think. Though, yeah. of course, like I said, it is just a theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not no, a, no. not I mean, a game theory, but <laughs> it is just a theory. Uh, but I just, I it, wish, I wish that was uh, returned. I wish the uh, <laughs> the uh, courtesy was returned on the European side to the natives. I think they would have appreciated that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, yeah, so. Well, thank you, Dylan. I learned a lot about the uh, Roanoke 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. So uh, that's really going to conclude our uh, segment on Lost Civilizations. Um, personally, I, I'm scared as heck, so I'm going to yeah. need to uh, change my clothes uh, real quick. So uh, <laughs> give me give me just a minute. Yeah, and then I yep. actually like the feeling of like wet underwear, so it's kind of like a sauna. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna chill. Yeah, gonna... I'm kind of messed up in the head. <laughs> uh, I, I might need to go to therapy after this. Okay, this is cool. um, this is just it's been too much for me, honestly. I'm well, well, gunner, very... I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to open my window because it's very hot in here. All right, well, while while the others step away, I'm going to tell you viewers a joke. What is long, hairy, and kind of smells funny? Oh, good question, Dylan. I don't, what, what is long, hairy, and kind of smells funny? What is, is it like soft? Is it hard? Um, it can be whatever you want it to be, depending mm. on how it feels. Okay. That is how it works usually. Yes. <laughs> well, you want to know what the answer is? What? What's the answer? A caterpillar. <laughs> uh, that really, I realized now that really wasn't a joke. It was just more a riddle, but you know. <laughs> Man, Dylan, you had me there. I thought you were talking about a penis. Yeah, I thought you were talking about a chicken balls. Yeah, it, 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 the mistakes can happen with the joke. I've Many people have fallen to the same victim uh, of the, the caterpillar riddle. <laughs> All right. Are we leaving this in? <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think pinballs can be left in. <laughs> in the. Uh, I was going to say, Gabe, if you left this in, put a sound effect of a Amogus right now. All right. So if you guys heard an Amogus, then, um, then yeah, this, was, yeah. this was all left in. And also, you might want to censor the chicken balls too. That, uh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe censor the chicken balls. <laughs> what a chicken balls you have to censor. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it'll be a little bit of a pain to censor all these balls. All right. Are we ready, Gunner? Are you ready? Yep. To uh, let's, let's move on. So, um. I would say let's talk about my pharmacy drug fact, but I think you guys are tired of. Uh, listening to me talk so we'll get to that here in a little bit um oh gunner we're never tired of hearing that sultry voice of yours yeah you're I right listen you're to right it all, day. all right today's pharmacy drug fact <laughs> we're just gonna go ahead and get it over with Heck all right yeah. so today's pharmacy drug fact is how drugs are excreted from the body so I'm sure. What what comes to your mind when you think about drug excretion? Pee. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's pee. Yeah. It's urine. So uh, that's certainly the most common method, but it's not the only method. Can you guys think of any others? Poop. Vampire. Poop is one. Yes. Sweat. Yes. Good. Saliva. Yeah really long making out really yeah. like ton deep making out yes 
Okay, sweat, feces, salivary gland. Ben, do you have any guesses? Uh, I think we covered them. Nope. There are two more. I mean, at least two more. I'm sure there are some other very creative ways of how the body excretes things. But uh, the two other I was going to mention is breath and breast milk. Uh, That's why some drugs uh, you have to be taken off of when you're nursing. Um, Not that any of us are personally going to be nursing, but maybe if we... Okay, if <laughs> if we or a loved one begins to nurse, <laughs> yes. Um, so that's why uh, sometimes uh, patients have to be taken off of certain drugs uh, when they begin nursing, and um, a breath one is actually how a breathalyzer work. Um, oh. You not only excrete alcohol through the urine, but also through your breath. So uh, we can measure blood alcohol concentration because of that. Um, by conducting a breathalyzer. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That is very cool. I I think I'm going to just pee, though, for the time being. Okay. I... So basically, in any... Any thing that a body produces is drug excretion, correct? Mm, Other than, like, hair? Nope, hair... Uh, is another one too. Oh, I forgot okay. to mention that one. Uh, you can actually do um, uh, for marijuana. I believe you can test for as long uh, for like a few months uh, with a hair sample. Even if you shave your head and then grow your hair out again, they can still find it. Well, that's pretty cool. Hmm, that is yep. pretty cool. All right. Well, are you guys ready for our weird news? Ooh, yes. Sure. So, as always, I get this straight from the Associated Press. Do you guys think you attract mosquitoes? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I, I think... I don't think I attract them that much, but I do think they, they kind of like me. Well, there may be more scientific basis to that than we thought, as a new su- study suggests that some people are really, quote, mosquito magnets, and it probably has to do with the way they smell. The study asked 64 people to wear nylon sleeves, so it's getting serious, around their arms to get a better sense of their unique smell. The stockings were put in separate traps at the end of a long tube, then dozens of mosquitoes were released. The researchers found that people who are most attractive mosquitoes produce a lot of a certain chemical on their skin that are tied to smell. And uh, bad news for mosquito magnets, the bloodsuckers stay loyal to their favorites over time. If you have high levels of this stuff on your skin, oh, quote, if you have high levels of this stuff on your skin, you're going to be uh, the one at the picnic getting all of the bites said said study author leslie vossel a neurobiologist at rockefeller university in new york the person with the most attractive quote smell was 100 times more likely to get bit than the last place finisher so Hmm. there really is some some scientific basis to that uh dylan you you were really quick to answer so do you think you are a big mosquito magnet 
A hundred percent. I mean, it's literally like this whole stereotype that if we any if I go out to an outing with anybody, whether it be family or with you guys or just anybody else, I'm always the first to get bit and bit terribly, along with like my younger sister. Ah, uh, so it could be uh, probably hereditary. But then again, my mom gets bit like crazy, and I don't get bit that bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it, it definitely, like, skips parts of my family. Like, my dad, my mom, like, it doesn't happen to them. It's just yeah. the children. Well, that's wonderful. Out of the favorites, the researchers found a common factor. Mosquito magnets had high levels of certain acids on their skin. These greasy molecules are part of the skin's natural moisturizing layer, and people produce them in different amounts, Fossil said. The healthy bacteria that live on the skin eat up these acids and produce part of our skin's odor profile, she said. You can't get rid of these acids without damaging your skin health, too, apparently. So you're kind of screwed, Dylan, I'm sorry to say. And I think uh, any all you guys are a little bit screwed if you guys think you're mosquito magnets because they will continue to love you, unfortunately. Well, I'm glad something will love me. <laughs> Same here, honestly. <laughs> So it's actually positive. Sorry? I think that kind of like reaffirms the idea of like when you go out with a group, there's always that one person who just keeps getting bit over and over. They always like smack themselves randomly. Um, Yeah. Now there's the science behind it. I've learned something now. Now the the article did say that this test needs to be repeated and, and, you know, it's not 100%, but the, the, from this one study, things are looking like, yeah, Mosquitoes definitely like some people more than others. And I, I always kind of, like, my mom gets bit like crazy, but I always thought it was kind of like, oh, maybe you're just unlucky, or maybe you were, like, sleeping too co- close to the campfire or something like that. Um, but no, I guess I guess it's really just they, they are mosquito magnets. So um, hmm. that is our weird news. All right. Uh, well. Very interesting. Should we continue our new segment where we all give a song that we have been really enjoying recently yes let's do it all right who would like to go first um who went first last time i did go first last time do you guys want me to go again um i i think it's up to you entirely oh i need a few more seconds to look Okay, Alrighty. I've got one. Okay, Ben? Bang. Um, yeah. Uh, I think mine right now, What? it's kind of interesting. Um, so the song is called uh, Se Siente Sola, oh. and it's by Dan Sewer. Um, it's all in Spanish, and I really only know, like, one or two phrases from it. <laughs> so... Um, I just really like the way it sounds, to be completely honest. I, I, I like how it's kind of like, um, it's got kind of a hip-hop beat, but with like Spanish instruments. Oh, um, okay. I tried looking for the lyrics online as well, but um, I guess he's kind of kind of a little-known artist, so I couldn't find lyrics to like hardly any of his songs. Um, but it's just still one that I really enjoy and has been stuck in my head. Yeah, very nice. Very fair. Um, I guess I will go next. So, uh, I guess first off, pulling from you guys, do you all know of the band Tally Hell? Yes, yes, definitely. I, yes. I do not. Really? 
I think he'd like Tally Hal, but uh, that's not the that band. That band specifically is not the uh, person I'm talking about, or more so the group. Um, there has been this group that derived from Tally Hal after they went from their went to their uh, break or their long term break or whatever. It's called Miracle Musical, and okay. their most popular album, in fact, their only album that they have, is called Hawaii Part Two. I know this is something I've talked about with you guys very roughly, but it is by far my absolute favorite album ever. Um, it has a lot of different varieties of music, ranging from folk to hip hop. Um, it it definitely sounds like a weird variety, but it all makes sense. It all flows together. Amazing. And I would recommend anybody to give a go through the album at least once. Nice. Yeah. Not really a certain song, but because they all are great. So um, mine is actually a bit more of a classic one. Have you guys ever heard of The Babies? Yes. I've heard of The Babies. Yes. So uh, you guys might know Every Time I Think of You and maybe even Isn't It Time. Those are their big hits. But the one that I really, really love that I don't really think gets a lot of love is Back on My Feet Again. Uh, it's just a it super... A good one. Yeah, just a super, um, like, amped up, like, makes you feel really good. Um, uh, classic, like, 80s, late 70s, 80s uh, kind of tune that I think anybody can get behind. Nice. Nice. Mine is a song that's been... I. I feel like it's been trending quite a bit recently. Um, been really popular. Um, it's Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. And it actually just came out earlier this year on his newest album, Gemini Writes. So um, it's a really funky sounding song. Uh, kind of makes you feel a little down, but that's okay. Um, but I'm really happy because uh, Steve Lacey uh, definitely deserves all the love uh, from this. So um he's such a talented guy and i'm really glad he had this one going for him so yeah um sounds yeah. great so i would suggest giving it a listen oh yeah steve lacy is so talented i mean in fact he's going on tour right now going to different places and that's also gotten him some viral notoriety in the few days because a lot of <laughs> interesting moments have come out of those concerts um but yeah steve lacy is one of my favorites yeah all right. Well, if you fellows wouldn't mind, I have a Roblox game to suggest. Yes. Let's hear it. So for my Roblox game recommendation of the bye week, I have a much more simpler one in mind. Um, have you guys heard of the game Minesweeper before? Yes. Yeah. How acquainted are you guys with Minesweeper? Oh, Dylan, as I'm sure you know, I'm an expert. All right. Well, what if I told you that you could play Minesweeper, but in a 3D world? Whoa. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that is exactly what Blockerman666's Minesweeper game is. It's pretty much being able to play Minesweeper, the game that you all know and love, in the three-dimension world of Roblox. Um, this is something that I play at least once in the morning so I can help get my brain going and help me do some critical thinking throughout the day as I see that as a very good brain teaser. Yeah. Um, and also it's just fun to play with friends. Um, I know that in VIP servers for the game, you can get access to separate challenges and cool features that you can use to edit your board however you like to add another layer of challenge to everything. 
So yeah. if you guys are up for a unique twist to Minesweeper, a game we all know and love, go check out Blockerman 666's Minesweeper. It is a absolute favorite of mine. Very cool. Nice. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Dylan, for the Roblox game uh, suggestion. But I think that moves us on to our Artist of the Week. Heck yes. This is one I've been looking forward to uh, recommending. So um, these guys are so talented. So they were actually recommended to my girlfriend at her job. Uh, She was working, and then somebody who was uh, playing in Muncie came in and (laughs) went up to my girlfriend and said, uh, have you guys heard of Man of the Flood? And they were like, we're in a band too, but we're not important. You guys need to listen to Man of the Flood. They're awesome. So she wrote it down, told it to me, and sure enough, she was really right. Uh, They are incredibly talented. They're from Fort Wayne. I talked to them on uh, Instagram. They're super cool. Uh, Let me see what they said. They said... They describe themselves as indie rock or alt pop. And one I've been really, they just had an album come out called Crystal Ball. And uh, the one I've been really, I've enjoyed ever since I found them was called, is called A Light On in the Window. Uh, are you guys ready to listen? I am ready to listen. Three, yep. two, one, now. That was A Light On In The Window by Man of the Flood. What do you guys think? Well, I was really wanting to listen to more of that saxophone. Um, Me That was awesome. Too. Oh, same. Yeah, I, like, honestly, that was insane. Honestly, the best part of the song is yet to come, um, but on it, you guys will just have to listen to the song to get that part. I love that saxophone so much. Um, that is such a good song. They are ridiculously talented. Uh, please, please check them out. Their Instagram is at man of the flood so just look them up on spotify and instagram they are ridiculously talented and they are one of our more popular ones but they still they deserve so much more uh monthly listeners than they get that yeah they're absolutely insane we'll be the going to my personal uh playlist yes dylan seal of approval with that one dang i wish i had dylan seal of approval me too. We can only dream. You, you'll never get it. None of you will. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, I think that moves us on to our final segment, which is... I think it does. What are the odds? What are the odds? If, if you guys are new listeners and you guys don't know what what are the odds are, 
It is a combination of a dare and a bet. There is an odds setter and an odds asker, or an odds asker and an odds, you know, uh, uh, evaluator. I don't know. Uh, I've, I've lost my touch. I'm a bit rusty on explaining this, guys. Sorry. So uh, one person asks somebody a dare, and the uh, other person listens to that dare and decides, oh, do I really want to do it? Do I, do I not want to do it? They get to set their own likelihood of doing it and by setting a number. The higher the number, the less likely they already have to do it. Uh, the two players count down from three, three, two, one, and then say a number between one and the number they set. And if they say the same number, they have to do it. If none of our odds hit, we will do a group odds uh, or a uh, uh, descending odds, I should say, which is pretty self-explanatory. You'll get it if we get there. All right. Well, then who would like to start off with uh, this bi-weekly edition of What are the Odds? Oh, okay. Hmm. I'll start it. Okay. Oh, okay. Ben, the receiver of last episode. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. <laughs> Went through the, the gauntlet. <laughs> um, Gabe. Yes? What are the odds that between now and our next episode, you have to run to the store and pick up three different flavors of flavored sardines oh. and then... Do a taste test and review during our next episode. Oh, gosh. Where do I even get three different flavors of sardines? Oh, there's a pretty very or pretty wide selection at any grocery store, really. Really? I Because I was thinking Meyer would have the most. Okay, I'm going to say... Oh, gosh. I'm going to say 20. Ah, 15. 15. Okay. All right. All right, I will uh, count you guys down. Okay. Three, two, one. Nine. Nine. <gasps> oh, what? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> two in a row. Oh. I guess I got to find three different flavors of sardines. <laughs> oh, my Dang. God. All right. I'm so right sorry, I'm Gabe. telling you guys. I'm telling you guys. Nine is a cursed number. I almost yeah. said 11, but I, 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 got, I got scared, so I said oh, nine. Don't mix them together. Um, All right. <laughs> yes, I will... Uh, Rest in peace. Uh, would you guys mind if I go next? Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. So, Gunner. <gasps> yes, you. So, both you and I, at the time of this recording, we have a lunch planned that is coming up, right? Yes. Yes, we do. During that time, what are the odds that we have to stop by a Wendy's or a fast food chain that has one of those Coca-Cola freestyle machines, and we make you a suicide that you have to drink? And we oh. post on the Reality with the Twist Instagram for all to see. Oh my god! A suicide on a freestyle? Doing a suicide on a freestyle would take all day. Well, of course, we'd. I'd limit it. I'd limit okay. it. We're not gonna okay. do every single one, but you know, the more variety, the better. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, this sounds kind of fun, actually. So I'm gonna say ten. Okay. I'll count down. Three, two, one, four. four. Oh, yes! Oh, what? Yes! 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 <laughs> this is a first. This is a first. Oh man, can we keep the streak going? Let's oh, keep getting all right, odds hit. All right, Ben. Ben, I have some revenge for you. Oh boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, Ben. What are the odds you go? Are you in your dorm right now? Not in my dorm room. Okay. Are you in like? Are you in, in like your dorm, dorm hall? 
Yes. Okay. All right. What are the odds that you go out of your door, out of whatever area you're in, and you yell, "Listen to reality with a twist on Spotify"? Oh, during quiet oh, hours. Oh, I forgot it was quiet hours. He's <laughs> 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 gonna be, oh, get man. a visit from the RA, dude. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, it's not. That's not too bad. I'll do it for seven. Se- <gasps> okay. <laughs> you <insane>. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll count down. Three, two, one. Seven. Five. Oh. No. <laughs> Streak broke. Man, screw you, Ben. <laughs> I have not been hit once this season, and I've been given four odds. <laughs> that's true. And I've been hit twice, and I've only been given one odds. <laughs> oh wait, no, I have been given two. Never mind. Never mind. My bad. <laughs> I don't think it works. That way. <laughs> I think your logic's wrong. <laughs> All right, do we have one more odds to do? Yes, it, it, it's me. Okay, Dylan. I, yes. I, I we've done this one before, and I'm bringing it back because I really like it, and I think it would make a great addition to our next episode. Not for any reason or anything. I just think it'd be funny. Uh, what are the odds you start our next episode off with? The national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hosting that episode. <laughs> um, you know what? Just to keep the good spirits going, I will say six. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, wow. I... Three, two, one, five. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, no descending odds because we have two odds. Two odds hit. Not they were both food first related. First time, first yes. time in a row. You know, yes. Gunner's taking a nice big old slurp of a suicide, and Gabe's taking a buy out of three, three sardines, sardine people, flavors. People like them. I mean, there's, it's probably possible to like them, um, but he's trying to know, be salty. Not me. I, yeah, Not I, me. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't get uh, hit too, mi- too much ba- last season. So we're starting off this season with a bang. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that concludes our episode, uh, this episode of Reality with a Twist. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Gunner. I'm Dylan. I'm Ben. And I'm Gabriel. And you've been listening to Reality with a Twist. Take care. Bye. See you later. Bye.